The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my companion, Russell McGee. Hello. Good to hear, see, or whatever you all out there in cyberspace. (laughs) All right. And yes, Ape Space, too. Uh, This series of Old Space Show follows the semi-antastic adventures of Galen and his two astronaut pals as they wade their way through the futuristic Earth in the short-lived television series of Planet of the Apes. Today, we discuss the second episode, The Gladiators. Alan and Pete are faced with having to fight to the death when they are captured, and the ape prefect amuses himself by staging gladiator-style fights between the humans in his charge. All right, this one is directed by Don McDougall, written again by Art Wallace, starring Roddy McDowell, Ron Harper, James Naughton, Mark Leonard, William Smith, and the Mark Singer. All right, All right, let's look at these players here. McDougal, he does three episodes of the show. He was a, now here's the connection. He was a script supervisor and uh, did continuity on Abbott and Costello meet Captain Kidd, which that was what someone worked on on the last episode. He also the did writer, that. right? Yeah. Uh, he also did, uh, directed Adventures of Rin Tin Tin, Roy Rogers show, uh, the episode of Star Trek Squire of Gothos. He did Marcus Welby, MD, Virginian, Roy Rogers show, Mission Impossible, Bionic Woman, Six Million Dollar Man Chips, Amazing Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, Dukes of Hazard. I I love this credit of his right here. The director of Writing with Death, which, if you know me, <laughs> is my favorite episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Well, and we've got another Spider-Man connection. This yep. is the second episode with a Spider-Man connection. Another series I would like to have on home video at some point. Oh, yeah. The people forget that that was the live action Spider-Man, folks. Yeah. I it is weird because I'm noticing like these people. Um he uh like there's a like almost like there was like a roulette of shows and just like it's got like passed down through these shows and kept going and going because, you know, uh, Mission Impossible, Six Million Dollar Man, they uh, Virginian, these same shows. People he did Wonder Woman, too. So he was all oh Dallas. Okay, he did Dallas too. I forgot. I skipped over right. that. It was a big deal. Um, it is a big deal, yeah. Brandon. I mean, that that's not anything different, really, than you and I, uh, and having several of the same guests that you've had back right. on past shows. Because I'm sure it's a matter of them getting to work with their buddies and mm-hmm. have a good time on set and yeah. really just enjoy the work they're doing. Right. And back there, there was like studio contract players too. That was back right. in the day where you, I, I work at CBS. I do their show or I work at Warner brothers. That's what I, it's what I do. It's an old school, old school thing. Uh, it still happens nowadays, but just a lot less common. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's something people people would have uh, be under contract and have to do that. But I think a lot of this too is people working together, like they meet somewhere. Oh, let's do this. Oh, yeah. he's really good at that. If you want to, you want a quick bottle episode, Wallace will get you one. Right, he'll he'll <laughs> he can bullshit with the best of them over here. Like he can make guys sit in one room and it's exciting. So they that's yeah that's definitely definitely something uh, that comes. And there you see actors too, like here. Um, William Smith, not to be confused with Will Smith, the actor. Um, he passed away last year at the age of 88, but he, um, you'll know him as Conan's father in Conan the Barbarian. Uh, but as a kid, Russell, as a kid, yeah. his film debut goes to Frankenstein. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, he was so a village cool. kid, but he's uncredited. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. But pretty awesome. Uh, oh, many people get a start in that. Um, but he played uh, Adonis in Minerva, Mayhem, and Millionaires, the episodes of Batman. Mm. Uh, he was on Alfred Hitchcock Hour. He did Columbo, Mission Impossible. I wonder if Mission Impossible is directed by the same director because he also does Six Million Dollar Man and like all these things. He's a familiar looking guy because he stars in a couple Eastwood movies and he must have got along with Clint Eastwood because he does. Uh, any which way you can. And he did uh, a Western. Uh, and then he was brought on as he wasn't in the movie, but he was brought on as a Russian translation consultant on Firefox for Eastwood. So Eastwood must have thought of him pretty good. He was on the Logan's Run TV show, which after this one, I'm getting shades of uh, <laughs> with the play of the apes and Logan's Run. We'll talk about that in a sec. But he was in Andy Sedaris's first movie, Seven. Andy Sedaris, who made action movies with Playboy Playmates and Penthouse Pets and just explosions. Uh, He was in Buck Rogers, Maniac Cop. Great B movies, too. Speaking of seven, he was in Action USA, Champagne and Bullets, which is my newest discovery, which is (laughs) one of the best turd burgers you're ever going to see in your life. Uh, But yes, Uncle Sam. He was in Uncle Sam, too. So this guy, tons of stuff. recognizable he's got great high profile stuff great b movie stuff from tv to uh film like cult classics prestige like that's a career right there that's and he's here in planet apes the tv show so hey uh but i think the (laughs) people the person we know most of this is mark singer right right early mark singer this is like his third role because he debuted on columbo in 73 I'm actually looking to verify so that we have that spot check. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, you're right. This is, is his third thing that he did on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, most notable Beastmaster and V. Those are his street cred. Like, this is why you have me at your convention type type deals. But he, he's a recognizable enough actor and had a handful of iconic roles. It's a real good career. He's got... Um, he was in Roots, the next generation before this. He had a run on Dallas. Like you look at Mark Hawaii Singer. 5-0. Yeah, Hawaii 5 Like he he even showed up, I believe, in Arrow, the CW series recently. Like he's it's like it, that's where you kind of want to be. You don't want to be like too high, but you you rec you're recognized as certain roles, but you get good work. You and you constantly are throughout the year. I'm granted he probably wants to be higher, but I I would be like floored with a, I would be a floored with a career like Mark Singer, like even lesser than Mark Singer. I would be floored with like, he's a got a good, 
the vibe. And the Beastmasters holds up pretty well. The original, I think. But I would agree. I concur yeah. with you there. And V is awesome too. V is great, folks. That'll be an old space show someday. V, that's good stuff. I also told uh, Brandon a random little fact is Mark Singer actually is an alumni from Indiana University in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. So he did, he got his acting chops here and then went on and did his thing and became the man that he is today. Yeah. The Mark, the Mark Singer, the Mark Singer, the Mark Singer. Yes. Um, this, uh, this, this particular episode here. So this is our first proper, just, there's no setup. This is, this is what the show is going to be. Right. The setting and style of what this episode is feels like it could fit any random science fiction show. Like, it's very much of the time too. Yeah, Whether yeah, you're talking and, yeah. Incredible Hulk or The Fugitive Invaders, Logan's Run. That show yeah. is that's where I got shades. I was like, man, this is just this could have been an episode of Logan's Run, the TV show. <laughs> they really could because it's the same idea. We're traveling across the U.S. in a futuristic dystopia, and we're gonna run into random humans that you know we're gonna run into humans every week, even though humans aren't supposed to be that that much around. Uh, but yeah, I was like, this is the this is the palette for random science fiction show that takes place in the future on Earth or something like that. Which this was this the trendsetter for that, or did we have? Well, I guess Roddenberry's going for that with Genesis Two a little bit. Um, watching that, but I, I don't know if this is the trendsetter early on, and then they all start doing stuff. Or well, I would have to double check as far as as I said, I mentioned Invaders. I'm not sure. I think that came before this. Okay. Okay, yeah, but this one, and then also the this is the gladiators. So guess what it's about, folks? Um, mm-hmm. This gladiator, like every almost every major cult science fiction show, has this episode where they run into some town with a gra- gladiator arena, and somebody's gotta like right m- play the moral card of I'm not killing him, and you know Star Trek famously does this, but then like everybody has some form of that moment almost which and this is right away like we're gonna knock out that arena episode number two that's what we're gonna do on Planet <laughs> the Apes. we're gonna we're gonna knock this out yeah and they did a quick setup early on too in the episode of the magnetic disc and their whole reason of needing to stay in the town mm-hmm. was they 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 saw two humans fighting and then our 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 intrepid heroes went in to assist and try and help the little guy not get beat up by the older gentleman. So Mark yes. Singer, we see right off the bat, but in having that, that fight and they don't realize their training, um, the, uh, our heroes lose their magnetic disc from the ship and that sets up everything else that follows from there on out. Yeah. And the, the, the interesting aspect that, this brings to the table is the sun aspect. That's kind of a factor that I don't recognize right. from other gladiator type episodes is it's seen through his eyes. It's not, you know, preached to a crowd or anything. It's one person can make, if you can connect to one person, you can make a whole big difference. That's where this one does it, where the son sees through it. The father never really does uh, too much. It takes the son to, to make things recognized, but uh, the apes don't even like the gorillas are even like, what are you doing here? Stop making them kill each other like because um the gorillas uh end up stumbling upon 
this gladiator place and they're kind of like but like what are you why are you doing this? yeah because the <laughs> chimpanzee uh prefect has developed mm-hmm. this whole gladiator thing that is completely alien from the way the ape culture yeah. does their law and justice but his idea is that by having the humans take out their hostilities and kill somebody periodically that then they're not going to be as violent yeah yeah, and you'd think that the gorillas would be all for this. That's the funny. <laughs> that's a, it's a funny thing. You think it'd be run by a gorilla? You'd be not a chimpanzee. The chimpanzees are like the science people, the peaceful, you know, the progressive apes, but not not here. Yeah. No, but but our lead chimpanzee prefect is very uh, forward thinking, and mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting to see how like. He is a lot more open and sympathetic to Galen and our heroes, especially later on in the episode. Right. True. And he just while he does make them fight to the death with each other, he does respect them as they live on the property, too. That's right. There is that factor. Um, And yeah, we get to see, uh, you know, Galen, like you mentioned in action uh, before, like negotiating, trying to be in like, hey, I'm with you. Like, what's what's going on here? It's a nice little factor that the the humans can have in their game to travel there's a there's another little moment where you actually see galen um put himself out there for a human being because mm-hmm. like he because of him going in and talking to the prefect he said no you would do this for me wouldn't you as right. far as going in and getting the magnetic disc for them because he realized it's important for his friends right yeah exactly um yeah and the we do see the friends split up and have to go through. Uh, but one, you know, he's gets put with Mark Singer to, you know, be in touch with him and you got to actually split them up and, you know, have characters that side characters that can mean more to an episode and get a little bit of an arc and some depth to them themselves, which is, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's an interesting play on something you've seen before um, mm. done in the, the realm of Planet of the apes. Um, never done in a movie. Never, it's something they haven't done in a movie. Uh, and yeah, it's a interesting kind of kickoff because you know episode two is always the repilot. Um, it's what typically happens, and this is what what the show's really going to be like. It's not going to be people crash landing and discovering apes. It's going to be we stumbled upon this town. That's kind of the idea. What is the new problem? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, is, what is the new problem? <laughs> We're on our way to a journey. How do we help these people out before we go? Or what? Well, how do we get out of this thing? And yeah, it's it's all right. It's it's like like the last episode, um, a bit long, but these are hour long dramas back then. Commercial breaks were not as long, and you had to fill more time. You had you had to fill the time with something, and that's what they do. Do they fill it well, Russell? I, I had a little more fun with this episode mm-hmm. than I did with the previous. But again, as, as we mentioned, that was a matter, I think, of more retreading ground that we already right. knew. Um, which yeah, we knew from Planet of the Apes, from Beneath and Beneath the Planet <laughs> of the Apes, which I have like Beneath used to be such a lower one on my rung. But like that's actually that movie has become more brilliant with my age or and, and stuff than I ever gave it credit for. Now, there's some fun things that they do with that film, mm-hmm. especially with the underground city and everything. Beautiful map paintings in that thing. I, yeah, the underground city is great. And yeah, once 
once we get past the hey it's the first one again but sped up we it it's really really good um this one thing that really stuck with me with this episode brandon is like i i know like again as you said it's a a theme that we've seen in other television shows but they it's it's overall something that's inherent with the apes series like not just tv show but the the film series there's always some sort of social commentary that we're getting and Mm -hmm. like i really like what they do as far as actually getting us to think about different aspects like of our humanity and what we should be thinking about Mm -hmm. and how we treat people. Right. Yeah. And, and the apes as a series uh, has always been great because it is one of them that is the fantasy sci-fi thing, but never forgets the sci-fi and always brings that kind of stuff to the table really well. Like it, it can play in both worlds. Whereas like your star Wars, Star Wars probably falls more into like fantasy than 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 science fiction but apes manages to extend to the fantasy from the science fiction and hold on to it it's it's a it's a great uh bounce off of like a a 2001 it goes maybe under those that territory of it but still has some of the fun aspects of like a star wars that comes later comes after the apes of course but uh, you can play with both worlds from the apes which is great i think yeah i'm gonna ask again were there any women characters in this episode and if there was did they speak i don't i didn't find any so this is over two yeah no we had the mother mentioned and she was a big moral point of the story because mm-hmm. mark singer's character would not have learned or thought about like whether or not he should be killing people if not for that moral lesson that he learned from his mother but as you said we don't actually see her on screen. Yes. Um, definitely, definitely. But yeah, I'm going to be looking for that. It's just an interesting <laughs> aspect. It's the 70s. I know it's probably not going to happen much. It's it's 70s sci-fi, probably aimed at boys. Probably not going to happen much. Written by boys. So it's going to just... I'm going to continue to, to monitor that situation. Uh, interesting enough. But uh, the time has come for us to take our stinking paws off this damn dirty episode. Russell great talking to you about these episodes i'm really excited to keep charging through these final uh, final 12 the remaining 12 all 12 we have left the journey begins my friend we're just starting <laughs> the journey begins uh until next time where can people keep up with you again um you can check me out with indiana public media and i work for wtiu wfiu or check out uh bigfinishproductions.com and if you do a search there all the productions that I've worked on with Doctor Who uh, will be listed in, in that search. All right. Hashtag ape you not entertained. And I'm on Twitter and, and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. We're work wise so blue.com. There's more from the Brandon Peter show this week, but from old space. It's a madhouse. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peter show is a creative zombie studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. 
Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.